don't know. We're humans. What did Kenny say your taste Kenny... in games was? Specifically, <laughs> he said, I like puzzles and eviscerating men. <laughs> Short. Gotcha. Which is an accurate statement. <laughs> I also don't want to fight anyone if oh. I can help it. Okay. It's yeah. worst case scenario is if I like I am shooting at someone and they know I'm shooting at them is worst case for me. <laughs> like things are going badly if I'm actively like openly murdering gotcha. and like getting in active fights with people. Gotcha. I like me a good stealth game. But you like the option. <laughs> I don't like the option. Okay. Ideally it doesn't have to happen. You should play Thief. I don't know what that is. It's like that. Sly Bandicoot. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Tetris. Yep. <laughs> We have the Sly Cooper games, and we have Ken has the Crash Bandicoot games. I Sam, do you remember the Jack yeah, Sly Cooper Jack and Crash the, Bandicoot is what I did it. I could I combined spiky them. Yeah. Oh, great. elf kid. I have both what, of them. What were those oh, here? <laughs> Thank you for understanding that. No, you got it right. It was Jack and Daxter. Yeah, Jack and Daxter. Kenny likes them. The spike, spiky, spiky elf kid. The huh? <laughs> it's yeah, just but. like Link from Zelda, only spikier. Uh huh. And with guns. And with guns. Yeah. Oh. oh. What? It was on PlayStation Two. Okay, I had one of those. I did too. I was. Uh, into, I did. I, I like Sam fighting did. games, so I did. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I My was, favorite games growing up were Ratatouille and The Golden Compass. Red. <laughs> Sam and I liked Gauntlet. We played a lot of Gauntlet together, and Grand Theft Auto. What's the uh, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Healthy love Grand Theft Auto. We didn't play the story mode. We just put in the cheats and like flew cars around and stuff. Yeah, th- yeah. I didn't do any of the missions. I <laughs> no, would also never. Fly, just like yeah, steal a fire truck and like yeah. fly through the sky, <laughs> spraying water and creating rainbows. I like yeah. to get on a bike and ride the bike on the highway, and then ride it up a mountain and then ride down the mountain, and that's what I would do on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> and repeat yes god because you would die because you would like go off of a, a, a like a, you'd hit a rock the wrong way and like die violently and then you'd have to go steal the bike from the same spot and then ride it up the highway and then take it up the mountain <laughs> and then die and that's the game and god. that was the game for me uh, that's what i, I liked about tekken mm. i was a uh, yeah yeah that's Tekken? Um, Tekken? Is fight, fight. Fight, fighting game. Oh, Tekken sure. 3 specifically is what I grew up I wasn't on. allowed to do most of that. I was going to say any of that, but I used to play Call of Duty with my father. That's fair. Which is actively Ew. only murder. I do not like we Call, used to of play Call of Duty. I used to be pretty good at I it. I didn't like it. I like it. I didn't like it. I'd rather be playing Super Smash Brothers. I didn't grow up on Super Smash Brothers. I learned that one I had it on the ago. Wii. It was like the first game I played. Mm. Like, I remember I played at this little boy named Tommy's house uh, in, like, kindergarten. And it was, like, a whole thing for you? It was a whole thing. The first video game I remember playing was at a girl's house that I was friends with in grade school. And we played Donkey Kong in her basement after I got stung by a bee. <gasps> it flew into my jeans. <laughs> On my leg, and then I, I slapped it, and then it stung me, and then it fell out of my pants, and then I had to ride the bike back to her house, and her mom made me put a potato on it. Oh, whoa! <laughs> She's a hot mom. The alternate ending of the B movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, God, if only. What kind of bee was it? Do you remember? Nope. I also got stung by a bee on my tongue once. What? 
Yeah, it was on my it was on my uh, vegetarian corn dog, and I put it in my mouth, and it said, "I don't want to be here," so it stung me on my tongue, and then I I said, "Ah," and it flew out of my mouth, and it landed on my sister's shoe, and then she started crying, and then my mom pulled the stinger out of my tongue, and then the bee flew away and died somewhere. I've been, I was fine. Stung on my pinky by bees like uh, at least twice. I think maybe actually three times. Same pinky. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, like right at the end. And it's the worst because the venom is very concentrated and it hurts way more and it sucks. And the first time was a yellow jacket and it swelled up and it was bigger than my thumb on my other hand. And I remember just being like, "Uh." and then it (laughs) happened again (laughs) later when I was older. And it was like swelled up into like a meat hook. It was bad. A meat hook? Yeah, that's what I called it at the time. Oh, God. no. Because I couldn't use it for like a good week. It was oh just like God. meat hook. I've never been stung by a bee. My cousins I'm got like attacked low by a key allergic. Uh, My sister was there. I hate God. that. They were Isn't trying to that movie? Movie? <laughs> There's a movie about it. Is there? My girl. The birds. <laughs> Someone what? dies because bees. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. I've never seen was it. Was it because of I've bees? I just remember she died. Was it bees? I'm that pretty makes sure sense. it was bees. Maybe bees. it was Candyman. He cuts himself open and he's full of bees. That's not what this is about. Okay. That's completely separate from this. <laughs> is Candyman full of bees? Is that a spoiler for Candyman? <laughs> Welcome to Candy Believe This Shit. <laughs> Dominic, Sam, hi Sam, hello, you're cute. Uh, hi Lydia, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you. Hey Zoe, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Welcome, welcome. Thanks, Thanks. to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We live here. No, though. thank you for yeah. having me. Right. <laughs> welcome to our home. This is a podcast called Candy. But did I say that? Yeah. Well. Can you believe this shit? Where we discuss true crime, fake crime. That's true. Yummy, yummy. What, bees? Uh, bees. <laughs> yes. Candyman spoilers. Candyman spoilers. This is not a Candyman spoiler-free Legends. zone. Legends. Ghosts. Ghosts. Natural disasters. Supernatural. Supernatural disasters. Webkins. Webkins. I think that's the one thing we haven't covered until now. Let's have a sidestep for Webkins. <laughs> Did you Webkins? No, I just I misheard something that Lydia said, and I thought she said Webkins, and so then I had to say it for real. Did you say Webkins? I did not. She said Legends. Legends. Uh, I remember I was working at a toy store. It was my first job when Webkins came out, and I hated them, and children loved them. But I also secretly wanted one, but they were too expensive to justify buying because I was an adult. I knew a girl who had every single Webkins. <laughs> she had all of them. God. It's fine. I'm not still jealous about it many years later. <laughs> still have harbored feelings there. It's fine. <laughs> I wanted every single Webkins. I don't even know what a Webkin is. I've never even it's, seen a Webkin. It's like a, webkin. a stuffed animal that like hooks up to the net mm. and it's it like jacket on it God. 
people used to steal the codes or they'd like open them up and then write the codes down and then go home and type in all the codes and steal your webkin and then you'd buy a webkin <laughs> and get it home and open up the code and type it in and it'd say already used and you'd be like but i just bought this webkins ew it was an underground operation of webkin theft yes <laughs> great it was a real problem plaguing our society <laughs> And as a true crime podcast, I think it deserves to be talked about. This week, Zoe brings the great webkin theft heisting. Conspiracy.com. Conspiracy.com. Yeah, well, you know. What so are we, we actually going to talk about? actual stories to tell. Um, Sam, <laughs> take it away. Okay. Maybe. I think what I want to do for the order this week is... <clears throat> hey. <laughs> Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. I think hey, I'm no. going to make you start, Dominic. Is it? Yeah. And then, Zoe, I think I'm going to put you in the middle. And, Lydia, yeah. thank you for volunteering. Wait, what? When did I volunteer? <laughs> to be last. When did I volunteer? You didn't. To be, I didn't. That's a lie. Yeah. He's you were li- sending volunteer America, vibes. he lies. <laughs> and every other place. Where, Where are you from? Email us. Can you believe it? The, the, can't we check like where people view us no we can't you have to email us at can you believe pot at gmail.com can we really not tell yeah we can tell <laughs> yeah, so are we ready freddy yeah heady jetty yeah. who who yes. yes that's my drag name ready freddy heady jetty who who <laughs> i don't know if i like it it's not my from the favorite. house of who <laughs> <laughs> October 25th. Okay. 1994. Okay. Shirley and Rick McLeod of Union County, South Carolina. Okay. They are awakened in the middle of the night by a loud and hysterical knocking at the door. Mm. Okay. They open it. Mm-hmm. Find a woman. Yeah. She's standing there. What she got to say? She exclaims that someone has stolen her children. No. All of them? All of her children. How all, many? All both of her children. <laughs> Two. All both. All both. <laughs> yep. So her name is Susan Smith. And mm-hmm. she has yeah. described how she was stopped at a red light. Like was she? In the in the neighborhood. <laughs> is that she weird? was stopped. Listen, she stopped there. And well, that's what you have to do. Yes. And then there's a man. Uh-huh. A black man. Oh. Yeah, what about him? He had a gun. Oh. oh. And he jumped into her car. Oh. oh. Well, did she not drive with her doors locked? It wasn't described how he jumped in. I assume. I like, imagine if, the he, if you point, if a man points a gun at you and your children and tells you to like unlock the door and let him in, like. Did he do that? I think it was like the movie Jumper. Oh. We just jumped in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like put his hand on her and jumped her out to his like secret bank vault where he lives <laughs> in the walls. How was Samuel know? Jackson there? <laughs> Samuel. Yes. Samuel L. What's oh sure. If she had a convertible, she, he could also just jump just in. Literally just <laughs> hop. Well, where was this again? South Carolina. He brought those little stairs, like like for for dogs. Oh. <laughs> and then Whoa! In. Perfect yeah. to just walk into a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> you need those. <laughs> so, Accessibility stairs yeah, for dogs. That's important. So he gets in and he's like, drive. And she's like, Where? <laughs> But he doesn't tell her. So they just like drive around, like in circles. They just or, drive. 
for a couple minutes, hours, minutes, minutes, miles, time, might time goes by so slowly. Then he told her to stop. Where? In the middle of the road. Uh huh. Just right there. Yes, and I'm like get out. Oh no. And then he's like, "I won't hurt your kids." But then he drives off with her kids. Uh-huh. I won't hurt them. I just need to take them. I just need them. <laughs> They're mine now. Uh, That's fucked up. I don't like it. There's a three-year-old Michael and one-year-old Alex. That's small. 14-month-old Alex. So, a year. A year. A year and two. And she could hear them crying out for her as he like sped off, which uh. is sad. Oh. Um, so it were, was a convertible. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Children have been knocked. Uh, there were no other cars on the road, so Susan knocked on the door of the nearest house. Do we know what that time makes of day it was? Or no almost? cell phones, because it's what year? 94. There and no, uh, it was, well, like, after, like, 9 p.m., maybe. Gotcha. So it's, like, night. So it is night time. Yes. Who drives around with the top down at night? That's what I want to know. If it is a convertible. Me. It's a Mazda. I don't know It's what a red Mazda. I don't know either. It's, that's also not a, a lot of description for a car, actually. Um, Is it not? No, you need. Like, you're missing one piece of information. Oh, okay. That's the model you need to make. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, the the, um, the McClouds and they called police. Uh huh. So while the police investigated. The story of the boy's abduction garnered white media attention. Uh, Susan and her estranged husband, David, had actually come together to plead for the safe return of their sons. Susan and David had been separated several times during the run of their like three-year marriage, with uh, each of them cheating on the other multiple times, but would always come together when it came to their children. Okay. Regardless of their broken marriage, both David and Susan were good, attentive, and caring present parents who seemed to enjoy the children, is what someone else was quoted as saying. <laughs> However. That's the, not a personal opinion of yours? Absolutely not. However, <laughs> the police thought something was amiss. A foot. A foot? A missing in their foot? A gape. I don't a know. gape? Mm. Not right. <laughs> it's just not right. Uh, Sheriff Howard Wells uh, was the lead investigator in the case, and he had Susan and David polygraphed. David passed, but Susan's results were inconclusive. Maybe she was a little freaked out. Right, also, polygraphs mean nothing. But like, yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, just saying. Maybe every time, she was, every piece, maybe of, she's every just time a I get it. Freaked out after going through that. So I heard <coughs> heart rate and shit wasn't all perfect and calm. Uh, right. Polygraphs. I hate those motherfuckers. <laughs> do you want to fight them? Yeah. You're gonna challenge polygraphs? Let's, yeah, schedule? let's do it. Who's gonna start a Kickstarter? <laughs> huh? God. Buy me a polygraph so I can fight it. <laughs> Throughout the next like nine days of the investigation, Susan was given numerous polygraphs and questioned about the inconsistencies in her carjacking stories. One of the biggest clues that like led the authorities to start thinking that Susan was lying was that she said she stopped at a red light on Monarch Mills Road. Hmm. She said that she saw no other cars on the road, yet the light turned red. But Um. the gag is... The light on Monarch Mills was always green and only turned red if it was triggered by a car <laughs> on the cross street. 
Okay, so <laughs> so what is the truth? <laughs> which one was a lie? Was there another car, or did the light not turn red? Well, since she said there was no other cars on the road, there was no reason for the light to turn red. Sure. So they were like, something's wrong here. Something's amiss. A foot. A foot. A gape. A gape. <laughs> <laughs> so this like leaked to the press about uh, discrepancies in Susan's stories, and um, this resulted in accusatory questions by reporters. Also, people around her noticed her displaying questionable behavior for her mother whose children were missing. She seemed overly concerned with how she looked in front of the television cameras, and she also had dramatic moments of deep sobbing but would be dried-eyed and tearless. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just no moisture. It's just so dry. She also asked about the whereabouts of a certain man named Tom Finley several times. Who? 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 She, she was just like calling the cops up and being like, where's Tom? Where's like Tom during Finley? interviews and being like, I, or like talking to reporters on the side, like, has anyone seen Tom Finley or anything like that? Anyone heard anything about him? Is he okay? Who's Tom? Is he called? In January 1994, following one of many separations from David, Susan and Tom Finley, the son of the CEO of the company she was working at, began casually dating. But by spring, she and David were back together. Uh Uh-huh. But it only lasted a few months, and Susan told David she wanted a divorce. So in September, she was dating Tom again and planning their future together. Well. While he was trying to figure out how to end it. Oh. Tom was trying to figure out? Yeah. Tom wasn't feeling it. Yeah. He didn't want to be dating her at all? Oh, uh, not or anymore. He, oh, he was just done with it. Yeah. He was trying to move on past this. And she's like, when we have a house. And exactly. he's like, two Ooh. more babies. And their names are going to be Avery and Smokefire. <laughs> Smokefire. So Tom did a very honorable thing. On October 17th, 1994, just days before David and Susan's divorce papers were filed, Tom sent a letter to Susan. Uh-huh. His reasons for wanting to end the relationships included the differences in their background because he was rich and she was not. He was also empathetic about not wanting children or wanting to raise her children. He encouraged Susan to act with more self-respect. Whoa. Yes. So he kind of sucks. He like text message yeah. broke up with her. Yeah. But like a, a letter. letter. Would you rather a text or a letter? I'd rather you just look me in my face like well, an yeah, adult. I think it's two. the same thing. It's effectively the same thing. It also depends on the circumstances. I think it'd be p- like, Would yeah. I rather like a letter length text or a letter? It's the same. Would I rather we're breaking up versus like four pages in a in an envelope? I'd rather the four pages in an envelope. <laughs> you know? What if it's a text length letter? That's fine, I guess. Okay. Cause then like <laughs> Are we still actively dating until the letter comes in the mail? Like, how does that work? That's fair. Yes. Like, do they disappear (laughs) until I get the letter? And then I, like, get the letter and it's, like, an explanation as to why they've gone? Or do you live far away? Are we long distance? Because then I'm, like... If it's more texting than the letter, I get more. But it's like you can Skype me. I, I have a lot of. <laughs> there's. I need more background before I give you a solid answer on which one it's, I'd prefer. I have the opinion that if it's the same amount of text, you know, it's like either sending it in a text or sending it in an email or sending it in the letter via post that you like hand wrote. Like there's 
just a little bit it's still effectively the same thing though i'm like it's you wrote this down and sent it to me as opposed to saying it to me in person right. sure but like the logistics of all of that it's, it's, if anything it's more cowardly <laughs> you just put in more work valid he quoted in the letter uh-huh if you want to catch a nice guy like me one day you have to act like a nice girl. And you know, nice girls don't sleep with married men. Was he not sleeping with her, though? Yeah. Like, he was not, was he not a married man cheating on his wife? It didn't say whether or not he was married, though. Uh, it so sounds I, I, I don't like it. Does where, it not? Yeah, it implies it. Right. But also, she's married. But also, she's married. So, so he's not a nice boy. N- he didn't say anything about her. N- you know? Huh. Anyway. So Susan was devastated when she got the letter. Of course. In an attempt to get Tom's sympathy and attention, Susan confessed to him about her ongoing sexual relationship with her stepfather. Huh? Oh. I mean, um, is that... Oh. You say that. Mm-hmm. So that was like a consensual thing that was happening? No. No. Okay. Uh, started, There's not such a thing. Uh, well, it's, started sexual young relationship and makes continued. It sound a little bit less male- malevolent than I You're imagine right. that it is. You're, well, at this point, uh, sh- is that how she viewed it at this point? Uh, like, is that how she brought it, it up to him? It doesn't matter. She was brainwashed. I'm just curious about like yeah. how she brought it up to yeah. her boyfriend who's breaking up with her was she like this is my did she call him or did she write a letter she went i oh <laughs> i'm sorry it really doesn't she matter. went up to him to, in oh, okay. person okay either way he, she confessed that but that okay. did not work so then she told him of her affair with his father Oh no! What did she? What did she think that was gonna accomplish here? She's banging his dad, huh? Allegedly, who knows? Was she just trying to upset him? Like, also, what did his dad have What's to her say? end game? Telling him all this stuff in a row, <laughs> like one after the other. She's just trying to get after something. After he sends maybe? this hateful ass letter, ass letter, hateful as fuck. <laughs> Ass letter, <laughs> and like, and she's just like, here, have some deep dark trauma secrets. <laughs> See how you take it. What year is it? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Sorry. God. Um. So Tom was just shocked, and um, reiterated that he that he would never want to have sex with her again. He was like, okay, but <laughs> we still aren't together. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. We're definitely still not going to get together now. Okay, sure. So any hopes to maneuver her way back into Tom's life was uh, severed. So October 25th, 1994, Susan spent the day obsessing over the breakup with Tom. As the day progressed, she became increasingly upset and asked to leave work early. Mm. After picking up her children from daycare, she stopped to talk to a friend in the parking lot and expressed her fear over Tom's reaction to her sleeping with his father. What um, did she expect? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> if Kenny was sleeping with your father? Yeah. God. God. I'd break up with him. 
at the very least. I also wouldn't talk to my dad probably ever again. (laughs) Ever again? If he he slept with my boyfriend. (laughs) If he cheated on my mom with my boyfriend. (laughs) I don't like it. Ooh. I don't like that either. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That is not cute. No. <laughs> not fun. Reminds me of the plot of Grace and Frankie, only different and weird. <gasps> what is Grace and Frankie? <laughs> it's a show about... I thought I knew what that was about. These two old women who have husbands, and then they like come out as gay, and that they have been cheating on their wives with each other and then oh yeah i guess that is what that was (laughs) yeah i'm mostly focused on the fact that their husbands are gone and now they're probably should be dating but they're not if they were dating i'd watch the show (laughs) they are no oh wait like the women yeah oh i wish (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I mean they kind of are what are we doing a podcast no no (laughs) uh so in a last-ditch effort to sway Tom's feelings, she asked her friend to watch the children while she went to Tom's office to tell him the story was a lie. Was uh, a lie? Who knows? Which um, parts? The, Ooh, the isn't with that her father. not worse? At this point, you've already had all of the emotions. Yeah, he just kicked her out, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It didn't do anything. So uh, around 8 p.m., Susan put her barefooted sons in the car. Strapped them in her car seat, in their car seats, and began driving around. She took them out of their home? Yes. At night? Yes. Past their little bedtimes? Yes. Don't say it like that and making me sadder. Um, well, get ready. No. At around 8 p.m., Susan... Oh, wait, I just said that. Uh, at some point, she decided to drive to the lake. She got out, placed the gear shift and drive and watched as her car slowly rode into the water drowning her two children Uh, she said she wanted to kill herself and her children but in the end she got out of the car and sent the boys to their deaths this part gets sad bad uh divers found the car turned upside down with the children dangling from the car seats Mm. one diver described that he saw the small hand of one of the children pressed against the window uh, and also found in the car was the letter f- that Tom had written to uh, Susan. What the fuck? That's all right. And oh, uh, there was a weird quote from an article. Uh. An autopsy of the children proved that both boys were still alive when their tiny heads were submerged underwater. What the Why fuck? would they say that? <sighs> I guess that's uh. tiny. I think is the it just it throws it off a little. It makes me sad. Yeah, um, they did have little baby heads. I bet it was just really upsetting for the like, coroner involved. and like just yeah. to like like have to examine this and be like, oh my god, like you know what I mean? And it's like this needs to go in the report. You know what I mean? So if there's when when yeah. it goes to the courts, it's like mm. I can see oh, that. Sure. Yeah. Like, I would probably do it like that. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd probably go more. Like, that's like, the evidence now. This is it's in the official chest. report. <laughs> yep. like, it only took the jury two and a half hours to return a verdict of guilty. Oh, she confesses this all the way, by the way. Um, After oh. nine days. Sorry. She's just like, hey. Because so they were like, I did. dude, 
the the red light. You didn't what what? And she's like, okay. And she starts like breaking down and like saying uh, everything. Ugh. So it took the jury two and a half hours to return a verdict of guilty and two counts of murder. Despite her ex-husband David's protest, Susan was spared the death sentence and received a sentence of 30 years to life in prison. And she will be eligible for parole in 2025 when she's 53 years old. Well, she won't get no, that. Thanks. Probably not. David has sworn to attend every parole hearing to keep Susan Smith in jail for life. Is that the boy's father's? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, she was, Susan was unresponsive during her trial, except when her sons were mentioned, which sometimes led to her sobbing and shaking her head as in disbelief that the boys were dead. She made that decision. She did that. So that was her. Yeah. No one else did that. That wasn't the ghost of Christmas past, bitch. I don't think he drowned people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't him. You're right. You're exclusively right. That was a lot for me just now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the story of Riled Susan up. Smith. Yeah, thank you. And the murder of uh, Alex and Michael I mean, I'm Smith. not going to thank you for that. Well, sure. valid. Let me retract my thank you. <laughs> and fuck you instead. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Susan. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I hope your life sucks a lot. It does, I'm sure. I mean, it's not great. Her life isn't great now. She's in jail. She got in trouble for... Well, she's a she known and, child murderer. Yeah. Like a well-known yeah, child murderer. Yeah, she's not going to do well in jail. No one oh, likes her. Oh, she's alive. She got a STI from a guard. Oh. So that's a problem. That Did he get problem. fired? I think he got in trouble. He should get put in jail. Yeah. That's a separate issue. <laughs> Can you believe this shit? <laughs> God. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, also a problem. That's not good. <sighs> it's not very Christian. Insist. <laughs> okay. Are we all ready? Ready. Are we ready? Yep. Let's meet a woman. Okay. Wait. Is she going to murder her children? No. <laughs> there aren't any children in this okay. story. Good. Okay. Uh, just a woman. She was born Dahlia Mohammed. Her birthday, October 18th, 1982. Libra. Born in New York. She moved to Florida when she was 13. We're in Florida, okay. by the way. So, Dahlia worked as an escort in October 2008 when she went to go meet a client named Mike DiPolito. They apparently hit it off, even though Mike was married, because by January, just two or three months later, he had divorced his wife. And five days after finalizing that, immediately married Dahlia. Okay, how old is she at this point? She's a grown adult. Okay, because you said she moved The last thing I said was 13. (laughs) At this point, it is 2009. She was born in 82. Okie dokie. Many a year has passed. I am on board. She is of a grown age. Yes. I do not believe... I don't know anything about her younger life, actually. So I can't say anything beyond that. But all I know is that now they're married. And... Immediately after they get married, she gets a job as a real estate agent. 
So apparently she like moves on to. That's a hard test to pass. Yeah, I don't know how all that works, okay. but <laughs> it worked. She's a smart lady. Okay. Uh, she's a very smart lady. Fair. And apparently she saw the $20,000 engagement ring and was like, okay. Because Dude. during the course of their six month marriage, the following things happened or are alleged to have happened. <laughs> There's a little bit of that in this story, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so Dahlia attempts to poison Mike with antifreeze. Fun. She's gunning for his money. Okay. She's gunning for his money. Sure. Actively. Who can blame a girl? <laughs> within, within like, depending on the article, days or weeks, <laughs> she had her physical name in his bank account. <laughs> like, she could, she had access to where she could, like, swipe the card. Cool. You know? Yeah. So, and I mean, like, he left his wife and, yeah. like, married her five days later. So, like, he was, like, apparently something was in it for him, too. So, they were both ready for it. It was all going not very well because she was trying to kill him. But (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work. But he didn't know that. Yeah, and it didn't work. So, she then starts cheating on him with a man named Mike Stanley, who I will now call Stanley to avoid confusion because his name is also Mike. (laughs) I saw this Mike Stanley. Not guys. Mike, Stan, and Lee. Um, No, just two men, I think. But one of them was named Stanley. (laughs) And so she's sleeping with Stanley. He was a past lover of hers, is what it has been described as. Her husband, backstory, her husband, Mike, had been in prison for fraud. He scammed investors out of $200,000 and was Mm. on probation until 2032. (laughs) So... She used Stanley to get her husband to believe that his parole was up early to like get him to stop going to his parole meetings so they would throw him in jail. And the the, the, the con here was that Stanley <laughs> would dress up as a lawyer. The details are fuzzy. <laughs> but she apparently calls up Stanley and says, Stanley, I need my husband's money. I need him to get carted away to prison so I can have his money and we can be together forever. Of course. And he's like, you're right, Dahlia. You're so right. So he calls up Mike on a burner phone or something, tells him to meet him at the courthouse where they meet up. He meets Mike. Presumably he's dressed up like a lawyer <laughs> and they try to trick Mike. Name tags as lawyer. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much <laughs> something like that. I don't really know how this all went down. I don't know if Mike's just like, not that bright. You know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't know, but they get they get there, the meeting goes well, not probably not cuz I mean she doesn't stop pulling schemes. So it didn't work as well as she would have hoped. <laughs> but it doesn't go horribly. <laughs> okay. Dahlia also tries to plant drugs in his car. Nice. That that doesn't work. God. Um, He's just like thanks for the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he just like throws them out or the cops don't show up to sniff them out. Like there's there's a variety of ways that could go wrong, <laughs> you know. So whatever. Stanley also makes a bunch of calls to the U.S. Treasury and tries to get Mike DiPolito arrested for illegal money laundering schemes. In the process, Mike's actual real lawyer, not his wife's girl boyfriend dressed as a lawyer transfers the deed on the house over to dahlia to protect mike's assets from the feds in case they start of course investigating his assets which makes me feel like he also had something going on back there 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's none of my business. <laughs> Whatever. So this isn't enough. And Dahlia has outused her boyfriend, Stanley. So she calls up another man that she knows. She calls this guy and she says, I've been trying all these crazy things. I really need my husband's money. His name is also Mike. His, this man's name is not Mike. He was <laughs> not Mike. Orig- originally unnamed uh-huh. and like actively unnamed because he was a source. So his name was sure. Mike. And then later they named him as Muhammad. But I don't remember his okay. last name because I didn't write it down. But whatever his name is, her old boyfriend, she calls up this guy and she's like, I love you so much. I miss you so much. I need you to help me with this scheme. You got to kill my husband. <laughs> And he's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple phone calls later and an in-person meeting, this man hooks Dahlia up with her very own hitman. He says, he's got a guy. He's like, I, I got a guy. How I got a guy. a guy. He's just got one. Okay. You either have one or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's two types of people in this world. <laughs> Ones that I got, got guys and ones that ones that got have nothing. a hitman on speed dial and ones that don't know a hitman and never will. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized why you picked this story. Hitman. Because <laughs> I've been playing the hitman games incessantly and exclusively. So he's got this guy. This guy's gonna need some money up front to do the deed. You gotta you gotta get paid. Mm-hmm. Dahlia's like, all right, I only have twelve hundred dollars on me. But I brought it for this reason. <laughs> and her friend is like, okay, this is enough for up front, but we'll deal okay. with the rest after the deed is done. I think I think the the, the figure was twenty thousand dollars. Okay. That after looks, yeah, that looks more like Yeah. I don't hit. know what the twelve hundred was, like a little like sneak peek. <sighs> <laughs> like, it's like not even ten percent. I have some money. I don't really know what it was. So Dahlia meets this man in her car in the parking lot. They start talking about what's got to be done. This is the hitman, not the she gives him now. the down payment. She she already gave the down payment okay. to her friend. Gotcha. She was gonna give the hitman his money once he murdered. Gotcha. And he's like, "Well, once we do this, like you can't go back. Like, are you sure?" And she's like, "Hundred percent positive. I want him super dead." She says she's quote. 5,000% sure. Oh, great. She says that she'll even give him a bonus if he shoots Mike in public at the bank. <laughs> what? He's going to the bank to get $10,000 out later, and if he gets, if he kills her, him then, he can take the money if he gets it. <laughs> you know, you kill him, take the money, and you can just run off with you it. You can have it, dude. A finder's fee, if you will. <laughs> He's like, mm, it's a bit too public for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about all that. So he's like, just can you give me a key to your house? Like, just go out and I'll come in. I'll kill your husband. No one will know. And then I'll leave. There won't be cameras. I won't be at a bank. <laughs> like, have you ever killed someone before? Like, what do you, what do you know? <laughs> it's also not a great way to do that. But I mean. It's not a horrible way to do it. Uh, Mike was at home. Um, mm-hmm. He was recovering from liposuction so he was like bedridden okay he wasn't gonna like fight him off you know so why was she gone though well she goes to the gym in the morning and she works she's got a job you know there's like multiple reasons she's got they have dogs you could go for a walk she can go to an alibi if someone is like i don't know there's also an alibi yeah i mean that's honestly all you gotta do is just plan something out 
in advance. She's got control over the timeline here. Fair. She's the one with the $20,000. So vacay. Yeah, they agree on the terms. It's going to be two bullets to the head. And they decide on a date the following Wednesday. So as I said before, Mike is at home recovering from liposuction. She says, there's like no changing my mind. I'm determined already. So that's that. Murder solicited. Yes, let's do this. Please. (laughs) She like texts him openly from her personal cell phone. She makes a lot of mistakes here. But anyway, so that morning, Dahlia wakes up, rolls out of bed, tells her husband she's off to the gym. This is something they usually would do together. But since he's bedridden at the moment, he can't come with. So she's just going to go off and do her exercising alone. So she goes out, leaves the door unlocked for the hitman, puts one of the dogs in the basement. And because a man that she's never really met before is about to be inside of her house, she takes all of her jewelry with her. (laughs) She just bottoms up her jewelry box into her bag. (laughs) That's a great idea. Typical hitman proof house. Yeah. <laughs> so an hour or so later, Dahlia gets a phone call. She doesn't pick it up in time because she's at the gym. So it goes to voicemail. When she listens a couple moments later, it's the cops. They're like, call me back. We have, we, we need, we need to speak with you. She's like, ah, that's gotta be my dead husband. Yeah. So she's like super, super pumped. <laughs> she calls him back. She's like, What's wrong? And they're like, there's uh, been an incident involving your husband. We need you to come home immediately. Like, can you please meet us there? And she's like, I'll be there in a couple minutes. I'm right down the street at the gym. So she rushes home right away to find the cops swarming the block. Crime scene tape all over her house. So now all she has to do is play the grieving widow until the cops leave her alone and she can run off with dead Mike's money. Right. Sorry, that was insensitive. <laughs> So it was like her perspective. Like, yes. So she runs over to the cops right away and they tell her the news. They're like, is your husband, Michael? I can play it. Do it. And what happens next should be in the murder for hire hall of fame. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house and there were shots fired. Is your husband, Michael? Okay. I'm sorry to tell you, man. He's been killed. He's been killed. man. No. 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 Try to calm down. No. Listen, no. Right now, what no. we do, we need to get you to the no. We need to get you to the police station. I, I can't let you in, man. We have to do our job. It's a raw, emotional scene. So, sounds fishy to me. She asks to see him. It's a whole thing, honestly. The cops tell her that obviously she can't go into the house and muck up the My crime scene. iPad's in there. <laughs> she says her dogs are in there. But they, they say that they, her dogs are with animal control. Like, they, they took care of it. They, they got it. So they take her into the station to help them figure out what happened here to leave Michael DiPolito, just a regular old guy from Florida, dead in his own bed with reports of gunfire from the neighbors. The cops get Dahlia into an interview, and they immediately start trying to figure out what happens. Dahlia opens up her husband's probation as a motive, knowing that he's been in prison and could have made any number of enemies there. She also says that there's no way that he would let anyone into the house that he did not recognize. She's very smart. She's on her toes. She's navigating through this interview. The only thing she did not see coming is when the door to the interview opens and the hitman walks in uh, and cuffs. God. They ask her if she recognizes the man. and She says, no. They say, mister, why are you in her house? And he doesn't answer because he's dead to rights at this point. <laughs> 
<laughs> handcuffed and was leaving a murdered man's home. <laughs> so they ask her if, um, but he does not answer. They lead him out. Dahlia and the officer sit there for a moment. And then the officer tells her the jig is up. No more games. You've been read your rights already. And she's like, yeah. And they say that she's being arrested for the solicitation of murder in the first degree. She seems confused. She says, but I didn't do anything. Clearly, we all know that she had done something. <laughs> the cops say that the hitman was an undercover cop. Her husband is alive. She asks to see him. She keeps saying, I didn't do anything. I can't be going to jail. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And they're like, there was a cop. <laughs> like, there was a police officer. We, we got you. <laughs> You're fucked. So when Dahlia called her second boyfriend to tell him that she wanted her husband killed, apparently he was not as cool with that as he seemed to have been, he kind of probably like just got her off the phone and was like, Dahlia, you're crazy. Like, Oh, whatever. Like, ha 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 ha. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotta go. That's, that's the oven. And like hung up, <laughs> calls 911 immediately and is like cops. <laughs> and they're like, you're right. And the cops call up cops, yes. the TV show cops. <laughs> and they say, we got this we got crazy a case. situation. That's why I had the can the video because cops was there. <laughs> I mean it. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> so God. <laughs> they recorded every single interaction. Every single text was saved and recorded and planned from the first meeting with her man friend where there was a full on camera in the back of his car and he was also wearing a wire and she handed over money. <laughs> To the last conversation with the hitman where she said she was, quote, 5,000% sure, sure that she wanted her husband dead. So God. the cops like ran this whole operation super smooth. They had an officer, a man named Witty Jean. Is this the, as the cops hitman. or the cops? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Lowercase C. Okay. <laughs> they get it all figured out. They get her confessing. Not really. Well, they get her on tape saying that she wants her husband killed. I mean, yeah. And they check all of the boxes for the requirements to charge her with the solicitation of first degree murder. You know, they probably like talk to a lawyer. Like they were like, we're planning a, like a, a sting operation right. here. Like they, they figured it out. And on the planned date, they then had to get Michael in on the plan. So they waited until the day of, and they rolled up to his house, and they're like, we got to get you out of here. Your wife just left. Like they, She leaves and drives down the street, and they run into the house, and they're like, God. we got to get you out of here. Your wife is going to get you killed. And she's, he's like, what? what? Recovering from liposuction? Yeah. <laughs> so they escort him out, and they already have the crime scene tape up. There are cameras in the bushes, cops up and down the block. Like, literally, they, like, have this figured out. God. And cops up and down the block, meaning cops and cops. <laughs> Thank you. The TV show cops. <laughs> cops trademark. Uh, once Michael was out of the way, probably back at the police station or whatever, they call up Dahlia. They leave the message because she didn't answer. She calls back real soon. Tell her there's been an incident. She's brought in, interviewed. They arrest her. And now we are all caught up. God. So... Back at the station, Dahlia is allowed a phone call where she calls her mother and cries for about 15 minutes about how innocent she is and how she didn't do anything. And she really 
nailing in the point that she did not do anything. I didn't do anything. Like, I didn't do anything. But I didn't do anything. Has she never seen the show Cops? Like, she just not get, does she not get it? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she like, doesn't get a lot of like things. Like, we got you. It. Yeah, like, they, they got her. Like, reality television got you. You got got. <laughs> like, a producer got you. Yes. <laughs> A producer with a lawyer and the cops and their lawyer got you. Like, <laughs> oh, also the cops. <laughs> I can't tell you the cops, lowercase c. <laughs> I can't tell you how immediately, but from all of the interviews, it seemed like pretty immediately and like uploaded all of the tapes that they had to their personal YouTube channel, <laughs> which seemed like. Like and subscribe. A little bit <laughs> silly there. Jesus Christ. Honestly, I've definitely seen that episode of Cops. Yeah, and I didn't remember. Until yeah, you said that, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. shit, because that was like she a whole had video. Stupid hat on. And yeah, like she, yeah. She handed them the money. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, bitch, we got you. God. Yeah, was she good. was wrong. So the mom and her, they talk it out. The mom's like, I don't know what to tell you. I told you to break up with him. Why would you try and get him killed? Essentially. <laughs> And later, she is even allowed to call Mike. On the phone, She it's recorded, obviously. Mm-hmm. She begs him to come talk to her in person. And he's like, why? Tried to have me killed. <laughs> like, I saw it and I heard it. You he said you wanted me killed. No, he didn't do anything. Quote, why would you give a guy $1,200 to kill me? He didn't. She says that he's not even trying to help her. God, me. he's like what do you want me to do dahlia and she's like call call a lawyer like i do something do something here i need you to to figure something out for me she's like he's like call your mom like you have a mom you have like public lawyer there's lawyers you can get a lawyer anyway you'd think there wasn't that much of a defense available to her at the moment but you would be wrong she figured one out (laughs) her and her team of lawyers It's a new one. I hadn't heard it. (laughs) There's no way that Dahlia did this crime because she was actually just following a script and she was acting the whole time. It was all for a reality TV show tryout that she was doing. Her husband was in on it. Her friend who called the cops was in on it. She thought the cops were in on it. Cops and cops. Cops and cops. She thought everyone was in on it. The problem with this is that she her part of her defense was that mike was in on it on the cop side and mike had like set up this whole elaborate situation where she thought it was a tv show but he was gonna make the cops think that she thought (laughs) that she was trying to kill him did you follow any wow. of that? I did. I didn't. I did. What? I didn't follow any of that. Um, and neither did the jury. Wow. <laughs> that is creative. Wow. Wow. It's iconic. She oh she said it was all there was a script. She couldn't produce the script. She said that they had talked about it a lot. She couldn't produce any text messages about them talking about it. Shocking. She could produce lots of text messages about them, about her and her exes uh, having a lot of sexual relationships, which she said that Mike, her husband, had sent those texts as a joke to her ex-boyfriend and that he had jokingly sexed with her ex-boyfriend over text for for fun (laughs) in between murder, text about killing him, you know? You know, it was just a. Prank. And did that work? 
No. Oh, okay. Shocking. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Dahlia didn't even testify. She just had her lawyers present like an aggressive defense, talking about how she was reciting a script. The cops were being played, too. Everyone was being played by Mike. He had orchestrated his own murder. The lawyers say that Mike planned all of it. Dahlia thought that she was just filming. The jury only took 90 minutes to declare her guilty. <laughs> I'm just like, man. That is no time at all. Not buying it. They no li- one on that They jury literally, was like, it. 90 minutes from the time they left the courtroom to the time they came back and, like, read the, the jury, like, read out the verdict. <sighs> it's like probably how long it takes to vote. Honestly, <laughs> the judge gave her 20 years. With a minimum of two and a maximum of 30, that sounded pretty good to Mike. He said that he was 5,000% happy with the results of the trial. Two to 30 years. <laughs> ah! Okay. 5,000% She happy. was 5,000% happy. So sure of the murder, and he's 5,000% happy with the fact that she's going to jail for 20 years. God. Except she wasn't going to jail for 20 years. Oh. She did a little legal dance with the state in appeals, had the conviction overturned, was placed on house arrest. There was a second trial. She at some point got pregnant, has a baby boy um, while she was on house arrest, not in prison. And then there's a third trial. And at that third trial, she is put into prison for 16 years. Credit for time served both in prison and on house arrest. Damn. So how long? She'll be out. Uh, 16 years total from the time oh. that she was like, got Got. Got, got. Got, got. So she'll be out. Yeah. You know? Like, she'll come out of prison. Who knows, really? It won't be hard for her to find, like, another dude to... She's got, like, nine of them on speed dial. Yeah. Like, they were, they were mult... Like, the whole time she was married to Mike, she was, like, texting other dudes. Someone texted her and said that his name... He was... Oh no! Now I want to know what it was. He he like texted her and was like, "Hey, it's it's Kevin with the big dick or some something." God. It was like, <laughs> hung Kevin. I don't. It was Pringles can dick. Big old big old dick boy Kevin. <laughs> Honestly, it was uh, hung like a hung like a Kevin. Hung like no. an ox. Kevin, oh, hi, it's me. I'm Kevin, and I have a big penis, and I'm texting you. Is that what it said? Yes, I knew it. Anyway, can you believe this shit? Isn't that wild? No, she didn't kill anyone, so that's, I didn't even have a murder for you. But that's true. Wow, I had something. Wow, <laughs> there was something. Wow, it's a wild ride. It was a wild ride. I mean, she tried it. This page didn't work. Whatever, it doesn't matter. What his name was. We'll say Kevin hung like a horse. <laughs> it was all one way. It was, it was first name and then description about his penis. Sure. All one word. Okay. Like big dick. No space. Wait, you know, was I don't, that I don't, like Kevin big dick? Was that whatever. like the, his name in her contacts? Uh, no, that's what that he, just... he texted and said, hey, it's Kevin. Okay. My dick is big. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well hung. Well hung. Well hung Kevin. Hello, it's well hung Kevin. <laughs> Can you oh believe this shit? I throw things at the ground in protest. God, what a time to be alive. In the time I love of a Kevin. I love a failed murder for hire plot. Wow. 
All right. Well, yeah. So, I'm just some light trigger warnings. Oh, great. Fire. Uh, clowns. <laughs> general rowdiness. <laughs> anyway, so you ready for my story? I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't like that start, honestly. So, I'm going to be telling you about the Toronto Circus Riot uh, um, oh, of 1855. Sure. So. We're going all the way back to 1855, to Toronto. <laughs> to the circus riot? Well, not quite. No riot yet. It's not, we're not there yet. But so this was when Toronto was fairly young. Um, it wasn't as like this, it was still kind of, you know, still finding its footing, feet, footing or whatever. I mean, it was a big, big ass town though. Um, when it was ass town. When was Toronto born? I don't know. Okay. Don't ask me that. The 1800s. <laughs> Okay. At some point. But so it was July 12th, 1855, as I said, when in a traveling American circus called Howe's Menagerie and Circus opened for business on its first day of what was going to be a two-day stay in the Toronto fairgrounds where they were just, you know, going to be performing, doing their circus thing. The day after Sam's birthday. Huh? The day after Sam's birthday. Yeah. It was a Thursday. In the same year. So they set up their like big top tent and shit. They had ex- uh, so a menagerie is like kind of like a zoo, but like less, way worse conditions essentially for the animals. Um, like just a terrible thing. But anyway, so they had a lion, they had an elephant, a giraffe, some other wild animals, and most of the population of Toronto had never seen these animals. There was also the usual circus shit like acrobats, clowns, jugglers, tightrope walkers, shit. and bareback horse riders. Which was oh. impressive, I guess. Right. They probably were like acrobatting and things. Like standing on horses. Yeah. And, while they, and like while the horses jump over things. And like yeah. handstands while yeah. the horses are like doing handstands, I assume. Anyway, so this first day was... <laughs> With their hands. Yeah, you know. Uh, July 12th, Thursday, they played a sold out to the audiences. They were like a big hit. And the next day proved to be even better. But before that, it was Thursday night. And the circus closed. This and was like a tent situation? Yeah. Circus tent, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they like closed down for the night, and many of the, like the fringe circus workers, like the clowns, the concession workers, the roustabouts, as they were called, which they were basically just like all-purpose circus members who were good for like wrangling the animals and lifting, pl- setting up, lifting, because they were traveling circus, but they were also clowns. Um, <laughs> so like, like the clowns needed to be able to do this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so they were very burly and surly and tough, <laughs> tough clowns. Um, I don't want a muscular clown. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I didn't want that, but I really don't want that. Like a buff clown. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a buff clown. So they pick the wrong place to get lit that night. They choose a tavern, which had also yeah, they're drunk and buff. <laughs> yes, and clown. Are it's not. S- it's it's also a uh, a brothel. It's not just a tavern. It's a are they still? Do the, does the clown come off? Are they dressed like clowns? Yes. <laughs> um, for the story, I'm going to choose to believe they're always dressed like clowns. Thank you. But yeah, just take that as you will. 
But so this brothel that they had ended up at, it was not just an inn, it was also a brothel, was the favorite watering hole of the Hook and Ladder Firefighting Company, one of Toronto's volunteer firefighting uh, companies. So they, back then, they didn't have like an organized government uh, fire brigade. They had like little separate cells, like volunteer firefighting companies. What did I say? (laughs) Firefighting? Finder fighting. You keep saying fight or fighting. <laughs> Isn't that what they do? <laughs> Firefighters. Fight? Yeah. Fight? Fire. Or fight? Fire. Fight or fighters? Fight fight or fighters. <laughs> Firefighters. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. So there was this group called fuck, what was it called? It was like the Orangeman. They, it was like essentially this like Protestant like fraternity group that like was just this like somewhat high society like thing. There was a bunch of dudes in it and they like were all up in the government and stuff. And like most of the fire firefighters and like cops and stuff were orange men. So they were essentially all in league. Oh, but so uh, these like freelance volunteer fighter fire firefighters only got paid when they actually fought a fire. Um, so there was like a strong rivalry between competing fire brigades just actually two weeks before this Thursday circus night. Well, that's um, what you want, isn't it? Actually. I mean, no, as a person whose house is on fire, you want like competing. Yeah. Fi- well, firemen. actually I bring you two weeks earlier. God. Okay. June. Tw- <laughs> Please prove me wrong. June 29th, a fire broke out on Church Street, and the Hook and Ladder Firefighter Company uh, got into a brawl with another volunteer company that showed up while they were just starting to fight this fire and attempted to also fight the fire. The firemen dropped their hoses and got into an all-out brawl while the house burned down in front of them. (laughs) So no one got paid. When Toronto policemen moved in to separate the two firefighting companies, the firemen turned on them and then gave a beating to the policemen, who also happened to be members of the Orangemen. They were also Orangemen. But so... They were all Orangemen and they were all fighting? Yeah. I I thought they were like pals. I mean, they are. the whole point. But they were fighting. They were pissed. I don't know. Well... So the police charged all the firefighters who... uh, Firefighters who... Stop! (laughs) I just like it. I like it so much better than firefighters. It's fighter fighters. They're just, they're fighting the fight. Fighter fighters. I mean, it's not wrong. They've like yet to fight a fire. (laughs) That's valid. Firefighter fighters. So the police charged the firefighters with assault, but when the matter came to trial, the policemen were suddenly like, oh, gosh, geez, I don't remember. I don't know. So, like, all of their fellow orange men just, like, went free because, like, none of it stuck because they were just like, nope. Oh. We're fine. Like, before the trial, they basically were like, we're good. Like, everything's fine. We're not doing this. No comeuppance for this. They handled it in fighter A building fight has burned down. It's fine. <laughs> we duked it out. <laughs> yeah, We're honestly. all man of orange here. I mean, anyway. So, a local, like, news outlet, the Toronto Grobe, 
It's a globe. It's globe. Toronto globe. What did I say? Grobe. Grobe. Toronto. Anyway, so that mess was the background leading up to the events on uh, the evening of July 12th. So the circus clowns got oh, into a God, brawl clowns. <laughs> with the firemen and the clowns got the upper hand in, like, at this brothel. So no one really knows what started it. Some people say there was like one of the clowns was being mouthy and some <laughs> other people said that the clowns like cut in line for the brothel or something or you know someone also said that maybe a firefighter knocked off one of the clowns clown hats and then (laughs) didn't pick it back up upon request anyway so they start fighting the clowns win they were wearing their hats (sighs) they were wearing hats Oh, not clown hats. They could have been clown hats. They are clowns. Not specified. <laughs> it's not specified. Okay. Um, so at a brothel, a fight breaks out lines? between clowns and volunteer firemen. Yes. Firefighters. Firefighter fighters. Firefighter fighters. fighters. Okay. okay. I'm just making sure I was Clown and firefighter fighters. You're there. It happened really quickly. <laughs> it did all happen all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the clowns won. Yeah, the clowns won. They seriously injuring, uh, seriously injuring two members of the hook and ladder company. So they, the firefighters had to retreat, but they were not gonna let this matter drop. And everyone, every, all the witnesses were like, "Oh shit, they are gonna get revenge," because the orange men certainly do like their revenge. They were basically. All, like publicly sanctioned to just commit acts of violence without consequence because they were just like. Like all of the people who would bring up consequences were members of the. They orange were cops. Yeah, yeah, they just fought in the street. <laughs> yeah, like the head of the cops was an orange man. Um, While a building burned to the ground. Yeah. Capital C or uh, cops or cops. cops? I don't know. Cops, the TV show, or cops? Po- police officers. It's 1855. So cops, the TV show. Anyway, so early in the morning of the next day, it's if- Friday thir- the 13th. Okay, so oh. it's Friday the 13th on this day. But so the locals uh, begin arriving at the fairground knowing that trouble would not be long in coming. They're like, we're going to watch this shit go down. So they bought tickets for the circus knowing that the fighter fighters were going to show up and do some fight. I mean, fighting. I'm pretty sure by that point word had spread where it was like, yeah... Shit's about to um, happen at the circus. So, like, the local merchants who had set up stalls were all told to, like, leave. They were like, you should leave because this is going to get bad and you should leave. So, the chief of Toronto police, Sam- Samuel Sherwood, who was also an orangeman, as I said, was aware of the situation, but was just kind of, like, dragging his feet. He's like, I don't really care what is going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he, like, like basically was a police chief because of he was a member of this like fucking fraternity essentially and good thing that doesn't happen anymore yeah I, yeah definitely right? still does though you yeah know? it's just like <laughs> it's a good thing that the cops are now completely it's like we don't even have an, we don't group. have like an open organization to blame it on though like it's all like it's just the cops like it's just how they are um, we can't say it's like these orange men they're in league like it's the cops uh. so anyway a mob forms outside of the circus tent 
basically just composed of a bunch of orange men. And when the police arrive, there was like rocks flying and the mob was trying to pull down the circus. Witnesses were like later were like, this all could have easily been avoided if the cops had actually intervened at that point, but they didn't. They were just like, would they come to watch? Yeah, apparently. Okay. It's just like, well, let's see what's going on. Huh. Um, anyway, so they stood back and watched as the hook and ladder company arrives and things escalate into a full-blown riot. The firefighters are like pulling down the fucking tents, knocking Jesus. over carriages, setting them on fire. Um, yeah. Well, if they set the fires and then set them out, they get they paid. They ha- have not been putting them so. out, though. <sighs> but if yeah, they do. You're right, though. It's an interesting precedent. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just some background information. Easiest Maybe way to be first one on the, the scene is if you're the one setting the fire. You know, it's <laughs> like. What happened at my grade school? There was, there was a fireman who burned down the computer room at my grade school because he wanted to be a hero. You're kidding. No. He also burned down the Brandy's. He put he put fire in the brandies, in the garbage cans behind the brandies. Oh That's what God. got him caught because the brandies is a not to say that it's got mob ties, but it's a Greek restaurant. <laughs> anyway, so the firefighters are setting the circus on fire, and they like are going after the clowns and like beating the shit out of them. And some of the clowns actually jumped into the lake to swim to safety. But while this was going on, the, uh, the police refused to intervene. And it was only when the mayor showed up. Um, and, personally? Yeah, personally. He actually personally showed up and, according to witnesses, ran up to a firefighter who was about to murder a clown with an axe. Sure. And, like, wrested the axe out of his hand. He also, like, brought the militia which I, I don't know, is personal mayoral militia or just the town's militia. I don't know. Can we name the episode mayoral militia? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, firefighters is also good. But so the mayoral militia, militia, uh, Mm -hmm. restored order and like, fucking handled it handled it so the circus people very rapidly were like okay see ya packed up what was left of their belongings and dipped uh 17 of the rioters were charged but when their case came to court not one member of the police would identify any of the accused rioters and they were all acquitted with ex- one exception one dude <laughs> went down um <laughs> fuck that dude what, did, what happened to him i don't know who did he wrong <laughs> i mean I, uh, maybe he was like hey guys and they're like, nope, fuck you. Or maybe he was a rioter who wasn't actually a member of the Orangemen. Right. Just got oh, caught up no. in it. He was up. a green man. Yeah, you know. So the paper, the Globe, was again furious at the acquittal and uh, stated there are three classes in this city which thoroughly understand one another as hail fellows well met. Hail inc- fellows well met. Yeah, it's 1855. <laughs> the innkeeper, the firemen, and the police. These classes are fed by the Orange Lodges. That was like the name of the... I the organization. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of the organization. That's the Orange Lodges. But... This actually, this entire situation, it like sparked an inquisition and caused like big change um, for how they handled like police and like government and stuff in Toronto. They actually fired everyone on the police, literally everyone, and just started from scratch. And like, try that sometime. Yeah, things got way better. And now they're like, Toronto the good is like the proverbial name of the city. Yeah. You think Toronto's got a good police force still? I mean, I don't fucking know. No. It doesn't. No. But that was... Oh, 
the was Toronto that? Circus Clown and Firefighter 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 fight. Riot fight Fights. And I saw that on the internet and was like, ha! You said you saw the words circus and riot next to each other and you said, sign me the fuck sign up. Sign me the fuck Because <laughs> same. Why didn't they call it like the great clown? firefighter like war i don't know never mind i don't know <laughs> i don't know because that's so catchy <laughs> it's really silly that they didn't go with that when you had such a good suggestion <laughs> i couldn't come up with anything well. so <laughs> today <laughs> we had susan smith and her children who were killed by her. And we had Dahlia DiPolito and her not dead husband, Michael DiPolito. She kept that last Dua name. Lipa. Yeah. And she, her too. <laughs> we also had the great burning rage of fire clowns fighting fighter fighters. Thank you. <laughs> Can you believe the shit? You want to do it? I can't. No. <laughs> I don't know what our actual contact information is. We're going to give it to you, though. As always, you can email us at canyoubeliefpod at gmail.com. That's canyoubeliefpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on all of our social medias at CYBSpod. That's C-Y-B-S-P-O-D. Follow our Instagram. Follow our Facebook group. Follow our Facebook page. Follow our Twitter. We're there for you. And there you will alone. Be you alone. You. Just you. Fellow listener. Personally. Fellow, it's only one. One. Just you. It's just, just, we all here's, do it for Here's you. to you, Hank. I love you. Thanks, Hank. Mm. It's my mom. I love you. Thanks, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hank. God. Uh, Mothman. As always. Oh. Mothman is out there and Mothman's full of bees. Full of bees, just like the Candyman. Candyman can. That was a lot in one. Don't sue us, please. <laughs> Even though you have so many reasons to please. do so. <laughs> yeah. I ask you every Bye. week. Bye.